A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. You know, you, you kind of look back over the years that we have and, you know, all the, the great success and then, you know, getting in the playoffs and, and, and things don't go your way. It's just, you know, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow, obviously. And, um, you know, you just try to, you know, process everything and, 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 and um, you know, going in, into the offseason and, and try to try to take everything uh, into consideration, try to learn from it. I think that's the, the only way that, you know, we... We avoid this, you know, in the coming years. Is, is, is try to try to learn from from every opportunity and last year and, and this year. Um, you know, remember this feeling and, and try to try to avoid it. Yeah, Austin Riley. That's going to be a tough one to forget. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Buck Blue Show here on the Fan Six Eighty and Ninety Three Seven on this Friday, October the Thirteenth. A day of jihad, I guess, is what we're looking at outside the sports world. So keep an eye on that one. Might want to arm yourself. And a uh, tough day for Braves fans as we wake up a little hungover, I'm sure, from the loss, another loss. DT ready to roll. We got uh, Road Dog. He's he's on the way to Nashville for that Georgia Vanderbilt game. DT, I hope you can be the engineer and the producer today. You ready for this? Oh, yeah, Buck. All right. Well, let's get to the big take. Bucks. Big. Take. I made a good decision yesterday. My daughter, Audrey, as many of you know, that listened to the show yesterday. Well, she wanted some Braves gear after the show ended. And we went over to the Braves Clubhouse store. She wanted a pullover that she wanted to wear back on campus. And I told her, you pick out what you want. And I'll come back tomorrow, and I'll get it for 50% off. With the season on the line, the best offense in baseball produced one run on five hits. There was weak contact all through the lineup. And if it was difficult to watch. Our much-publicized batting order scored a pitiful Eight lousy runs in four long games. Acuna, two for 14. Harris, 0 for 13. Arcia, two for 13. Ozuna, two for for 13. Rosario and Pilar, 0 for 11. Matt Olson did not have one RBI in the four-game series. Basically, the Braves went down quietly making Ranger Suarez look like a first-ballot Hall of Famer. So frustrating. So embarrassing. And did you see this trend number? The Braves have now lost 10 of their last 11 postseason games facing elimination. 
And today, AA and his staff begin the process of trying to figure out why and what changes need to be made to end this postseason frustration. Is Snitker safe? Boys down at the coffee shop, we had Gabe saying that his namesake, Gabe Kapler, was available. Buck Showalter on the open market. Let me say this. If if AA and his staff go with Kapler, I know he's a, an advanced analytics guy, but if they push Schnitt out the door and go with Kapler, I've got some Braves jerseys for sale. And I'm sure AA is going to be looking as, uh, you know, it, it seems like when you lose series like this, you immediately look, immediately look at the leadership on the ball club. Obviously, Freddie Freeman and Dansby Swanson, two of the uh, the captains over the last couple of years, they've moved on because of money. There doesn't appear to be an alpha dog in the clubhouse. There are a lot of quiet personalities. Riley, Olson, Morton, Murphy, just to name a few. And you know what? Anthopolis's performance left something to be desired, too. The rotation and bullpen were short on quality arms. So after six months of joy, this record-breaking season ended with a cold slap in the face. And that wasn't any fun at all. In fact, it was downright excruciating. Losing to our rival Phillies in the postseason for the second year in a row. Big Take brought to you by Daco System Heating and Air. Contact locally owned and operated Daco Systems at dacosystems.com. Keeping Atlanta comfortable one home at a time. And that was far from comfortable watching that go down last night. Especially the offense. And I know what you're thinking, and this is all over uh, the coverage of Major League Baseball today, and that is the Major League Baseball postseason structure is under a lot of criticism. Rob Manfred, the commissioner, responded to this by saying, well, look, we're only two games into this new format. Basically, we've got to let it breathe a little bit. And when you look at the bottom line, you got the Braves, the Dodgers, the Orioles, the top seeds. All three of these teams won 100-plus games during the regular season. They were the only three teams in baseball that won 100 or more games during the regular season. And do you know what? All three are eliminated from the playoffs. Gone, as Nick Saban would say. And today, I don't I mean, it just feels like an excuse to me, D.T., it just seems too easy to blame it all on that, that the five-day layoff is what's to blame. It's not the team. It's not the structure of the team. It's not the leadership of these three teams. It's about the five-day layoff for being the best in baseball during the regular season. Yeah, that's one of the first things you want to point at, but you're right, Buck. Um, they had a chance right here. They they didn't They didn't win because they didn't have good plate discipline. They didn't swing a good pitches. They didn't have a good approach. They didn't have timely hitting. They didn't hit the ball hard. They didn't hit the ball out of the ballpark. Um, Spencer did his job, and 
the offense didn't come through, and it's pretty shocking based on, for most of us that watched 150, 160 of these games, knowing that they could come through. And, yes, we, I said it before, before it's inherently these wild card teams, you, it's impossible for them not to come in on a roll. Well, like, they come we in hot. About, yeah, it's, it, you, either, you, either swept, uh, you either swept a two-game series and are feeling real good about yourself, or you just won a pivotal third game and it, it's, you're just on a roll. I inherently don't like this format, but that's not the excuse. That's not what we talk about. We should be talking about the fact that the Braves didn't come through and play when, uh, at the most crucial time all year. Well, sitting and watching some of the postgame, and I couldn't watch all of it. It was too painful. Seeing the Phillies get the best of us again. I watched none of that. But, yeah. but I saw one of the Philly heroes, uh, Castellanos, back-to-back games with two bombs. First guy to ever do that in the postseason. And he, uh, he said to the, uh, the gentleman down there in the suit and tie interviewing him after the game, I, I don't really understand the suit and tie thing at a baseball game, but but that goes, uh, you know, that's another conversation. Anyway, so the suit and tie was asking Castellanos about the uh, the victory and what he took from that, being the Braves were the best team in the regular season. And Castellanos said, well, the thing that my takeaway is the regular season is different from the postseason. That's obviously true. Well, what's it, the issue then? Are we built for 162 games, but we're not built for the postseason? I, I, it, they need a, they need another big arm at the front. There's no doubt about it. But then, it, it, this lineup was too good to to not perform. We went from but, six runs a game to two runs a game. Yeah, this is the worst that stretch. Of, worst stretch of offense of the entire season. Of course, comes at the most pivotal time. Um, so I immediately uh, go to okay, who's not coming back? And these are the decisions that Anthopoulos and his staff are going to have to sit down and make. Who's not coming back? Because they're going to, they're going to evaluate every single guy, starting with Snitker, going to Kranitz, through the hitting coach, and then through the roster. Who's not coming back? Well, you look at the position players, and only left field is an open spot. Everybody else is under contract. Uh, you got Harris and Acuna with long-term deals. You got Riley, Arcia, Albies, and Olson, and Murphy on the infield, all with long-term deals. So only to left field, where Rosario, a uh, club option on him, so they'll decide whether they're going to bring him back or not. And Pilar, that left field spot's the only one up for grabs. Now, I'm guessing they... Like every team, every single offseason, the Braves will be searching for a veteran starter because I believe Charlie Morton's going to retire. He's 40 years old now. He's got a family that, best I can tell, what I understand, he's got a son maybe may thinking, Dad, uh, when are you going to be at home? Don't think he wants one more shot at this after the way things ended? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. The gut tells me, and I've got no inside information on this, but I expect Charlie Morton to retire. Anthopolis needs to rebuild this bullpen, too. Seemed to me like that came up a little bit short. And then what about these personalities, though, that are under these long-term deals, being that there's no alpha dog in that clubhouse? Is that a factor with you, D.T.? 
because it is with me. We've got all these quiet personalities in there. I think Ozzy of all the of all is supposed to be that alpha dog, which is yeah, kind of kind of funny because you know, he's a the elite, diminutive. Uh, with the Latino players, he is a leader. Absolutely. So, I yeah. don't know. I mean, there's there's oh, a everybody's lot to mentioned. Down yeah, here. there's not a there wasn't a Jock Peterson on this uh, on this team. I don't know how much that affected, but um, yeah, they didn't have the they didn't have the dog in them. It seemed like except Freeman and Dance be gone. It, it, that something per, perhaps something to be said specifically about Dansby. Um, not what being about there. Freeman? Oh yeah, I mean, Miss Freddie too. But and they moved on because of money. If you're talking about if you're talking about an alpha dog leader, vocal guy, I think that was more Dansby than it was Freddie, and that might have been missing. Yeah, I, best I understand, they're both of them. Oh sure, yeah, not, this I'm team. not saying they were the spokesperson. Yeah, not saying when Freddie it came wasn't a to this team and and what happened on a day to day basis, they were the spokespeople as far as the 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 players on this so roster. So you think they need some? Some dogs, some goons, some heart. Oh, well, I didn't say goons. <laughs> I, I, what I'm referring to is maybe somebody that doesn't have that laid-back personality like some of these other guys have. Anyway, I don't have all the answers. I'm throwing it out there and wonder what you have to say about it. 404-231-1680. The Braves season has ended with a thump. To the Phillies again. What do you think's wrong with the Braves? Why can't they get over this hump? What are the excuses are you bringing to the table? 404-231-1680, the number. We'll take your call, plus dive into some college football, get you ready for another big weekend. You got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Last pitch at 101 miles an hour. 1-2 from Strider. That is launched deep to left field. Castellanos has done it again. It's his second home run of the ball game, and it's his second game of the series with two homers. And the Phillies have a 3-1 lead in the sixth. And that was tough to take, Braves fans. We go down, and we go down hard. Want to hear what you have to say about it? 404-231-1680, the number. Yeah, I thought Strider did all he could do, really. Uh, one run of support, embarrassing. And the other thing I don't understand with Strider is he's throwing the fastball 100 miles an hour. And as a former baseball player, the last thing I want to do at the plate is try to get around on a fastball that's thrown 100 miles an hour on the inside portion of the plate, especially up in the zone. He was throwing that fastball almost and exclusively. And I guarantee you 95% of the time the target was away 
Middle away was the target 95% of the time. Rarely did they have Strider throwing the fastball on the inner side of the plate. I just don't understand it. Maybe the advanced analytics show that it's tougher for the major league hitter to square the ball up, thrown 98, 99 miles an hour on the outside portion of the plate. Maybe that's what it is. And we're so hung up on the advanced analytics that it drives me a little bit crazy. Bring the heater inside, especially up and in. I mean, we probably saw that three times in the game. But even if he had held him to uh, one solo shot, yeah. chances are we probably still weren't going to win the game. So we're trying to clean up the mess today on the show. 404-231-1680. Michael joins us on the Blue Show. Hello, Michael. Hey, how are y'all? Man, we're, we're making the best of a bad situation today, brother. Yes, sir. I, I love you, Gordon. Uh, question. Well, I got two things here. Okay, we go back. We gonna go back to history, if you will. Twenty years ago or so, Andrew Jones came up, and we thought we were gonna take out the win much of a World Series. It didn't happen. I do see that same thing going on with Acuna, and it's not their fault. It's just the way it is. Also, but I think it's time for Granite and Cipher to go. I would call Mark DeRosa and Brian McKay and see if they want to end in the dugout right now. Hey, we appreciate your uh, chiming in on the show today. And look, I'm sure Anthopolis, they will evaluate every single part of this team and the roster and the coaching staff. Everybody will be evaluated, hopefully including Anthopolis and his advanced analytics staff. Hopefully they'll self-scout that too. But we're missing a dog. It seems like to me, as far as the personality goes. Mentioned that in the first segment today. Remember Brian McCann? He's a guy that would, he would stand up, brother, and would say what needed to be said. Especially, uh, remember a couple of altercations with McCann at home plate and somebody that was, uh, you know, doing something he didn't appreciate? That's the kind of stuff we need, I believe. Ryan joins us on 680, the Buck Blue Show. Hello, Ryan. Hey, what's going on, Buck? I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about Ronald Acuna Jr. My thoughts are, I mean, the guy turns into Patrick Swayze from Ghost out there in the playoffs. I mean, the only thing missing is Demi Moore out in the stands. He's <laughs> Mr. Flashy, still your girl, sidestep around the bases in the regular season, then he turns into Melvin B.J. Upton in the postseason. And this is an ongoing thing, Buck. What are your thoughts? Yeah, do you think that was a three-run bomb late in the game that he hit? And how did that center fielder make the catch on that? I mean, he looked like he had no idea where that ball was. Or he was intimidated by that little indention on the fence in that part of the, the outfield. But off the bat, that looked like, you know, Acuna had uh, rescued us. But uh, not so. Nope, it didn't work. Yeah, Acuna, two for 14. They were pounding him inside. And here was a guy that uh, was totally motivated coming into the series, wanted to be a part of a World Series title team, missed out on that opportunity with an injury earlier. It really is tough to take. 
Vince joins us on the Fan Buck Blue Show. Hello, Vince. Hey. What's going on, brother? So, hey, thanks for giving me uh, an opportunity to offer up an excuse here for the yeah, Braves. Yeah, let's hear one. Uh, well, as far as Brian McCann, I want to make a quick comment. I remember that was uh, Jose Fernandez, the late Jose Fernandez from the Marlins when he hit that home run. Yeah. Um, and he died in that tragic boat accident. Anyway, I remember that vividly. Uh, I don't think that playing simulated games between competitive games in the playoffs is, is any help at all. I think they lost their momentum. Um, I, I, I don't agree about the alpha dog thing. I think they have some of the best team chemistry we've seen in a long time. Though, uh, you, I think it takes something out of you when you don't play a truly competitive game. It takes away some of that spirit and that drive and that competitive nature. Orioles uh, and the Dodgers play. would probably agree with you. Yeah, the Dodgers got swept. I mean, I, I, I didn't know about the Orioles, hadn't followed it, but I do know the Dodgers got swept by the Diamondbacks. I don't feel so bad this morning, but um, I, I really think that it's a disadvantage. Uh, the other thing they need to fix, and I guess it wouldn't have mattered, is that the first, the first um, uh, I don't know why they matched them up with uh, Philadelphia, but uh, because it's, it, I, I don't know, I, I guess I'm going in a different direction there as far as records. Uh, regular season records, um, but anyway, that that that's my true feeling about it. I don't know if it's true, uh, but I don't think simulated games is the answer. But what else can you do? Well, I, I thought it was better than just taking batting practice and taking infield and outfield during the downtime. But it still, uh, you know, it still didn't didn't change the uh, the flow. I mean, certainly the system as it's set up right now does not benefit the team that dominates in the regular season. So, it but, just doesn't. Yeah, I, I was reminding some of the young guys, right? It wasn't even all that long ago. I wasn't alive. But, yeah, you just won the, you won the league and you went straight to the World Series. And it was kind of crazy. They split up into divisions. But, anyways. Well, you went right into a series. So, yeah, exactly, right? And so, yeah, and, and typically battling through most of the regular season, staying hot. Uh, and, yeah, Commissioner uh, what's Manfred said uh, he doesn't. He thinks you know want to give us some time. Want to give us some time? Of course he is, Buck. We all know that. So, but he said he wants to give this time. I wonder if a Diamondbacks Rangers World Series might change his mind on that. Well, the whole wild card thing has really messed it up, and I know it's a money grab. That's what it's all about. How much money can we generate that's, come postseason time? Once they make these games, that's what the focus is. It's not to benefit the teams that dominate during the regular season. It's not to give them an advantage. If it were, then with three uh, divisions in each league, you would take one wild card, and they would match up with the team with the best record, and the other two division champs would go to work, and all four teams in each league would immediately start the postseason. But it's a money grab, like everything is now. And that's where we are. And somehow we got to find a way to deal with it because things aren't going well right now. This is frustrating, especially losing to the weak-ass Phillies. I do want to point out the Braves won the World Series two years ago. Yeah. just to That was a different kind of it was different. year, though, wasn't that? When they snuck into the playoffs, yeah. barely even got in. We came in hot. Yeah. Totally different uh, seasons, regular season and postseason. Uh, let's see what Jack's got. He joins us on the Buck Blue Show here on the fan. Hello, Jack. Hey, Buck. How you doing, man? 
Man, we're trying to make the best of it, brother. I agree with you wholeheartedly. They need a dog. They need a dude. The catcher should have been standing at home plate waiting on Bryce to come and tell him, you do that crap again and you're going to eat one in the ear hole. And they just don't have that. It's that, you know, and that's what they need. They need somebody that's going to stand up and fight and like Philadelphia did. I mean, that's just the way I see it. Until they do, it's going to be the same old, same old year after year. Hey, we appreciate you listening to the show. I would have drilled Harper with the first pitch of his first at bat. And he might have gotten thrown out of the game. Oh, you think so? Certainly would have issued warnings, but, yeah. Well, there you go. Issue the warning. I'm drilling him. It's probably all that would have happened, though. I'm drilling him. Hey, Joe, welcome to 680. You're on the fan, brother. Hey, good morning, Buck. So I I called in yesterday and optimistically uh, predicted a six to four win. At the end of the day, and I watched every game. At the end of the day, it comes down to pitching and hitting. They had better pitching by far, as it turns out, and they had better sticks by far. And that's the bottom line. You you can't come in flat four games in a you know we're lucky we won game two, right? I mean the way it turned out. Yeah, a couple of big knocks uh, turned that around. But, yeah, the uh, Phillies came in hot. We came in cold. And now we're searching for excuses today. Hey, Reggie joins us on the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan. Hello, Reggie. Hey, man, listen. I understand this because we've gone through four different managers, I mean, three different managers, four GMs, three different stadiums, four different MVPs and the exact same result every single year, every year. And I'm like, as a brace friend, why, why would I get excited about this team until they make the world Series? But you know what? I'm glad they did this now. I was like, if you're not going to win it all, lose early. Lose early. But they didn't even compete. That's like no heart at all. They called out strike. I'm like, that. That was so disrespectful. And this must be the greatest offense ever where. It's like, this always happens. Why would I be excited about this team until they make the World Series? Why? Hey, thanks for chiming in today. Tell you what, that manager for the Phillies did the job last night. And this is no reflection on Snit. I'm not trying to get at that. I'd just say Rob Thompson, though, uh, was punching all the right buttons last night. Braves uh, rallied, I believe, his seventh inning, and he brought in brought in the best that he had. Kimbrell comes in early. Yeah, I mean, that was the game. Snit made all the moves right there in the seventh inning, and they were making their moves. That was uh, obviously the crucial point in the game, and Ronnie just missed it. Yeah, I thought it was a bomb. He hit it hard, you know. And then that center fielder looked, looked sort of crazy out there trying to catch that thing. Somehow it found his glove. All right, let's get to the round table. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25, 20, 45, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. All right, the number one Georgia Bulldogs traveling to Nashville to take on Vanderbilt, a 
program that doesn't deserve to be in the SEC. How about them dogs? Georgia, 31-and-a-half point favorite in the game. What will I be focused on watching the Bulldogs? Make sure well, they cover. Again, they get Vanderbilt, the worst team in the SEC. Next week, they have the week off. So you got about two weeks of, of downtime for the Georgia Bulldog team, ranked number one. What am I looking at against Vanderbilt? I'm looking at the weak spot of this Georgia Bulldog team because I'm looking down the road when the challenges arise, when you've got Tennessee and Knoxville, when you got Ole Miss coming to Athens, when you got to play Alabama in the SEC championship game, and then hopefully when you make your way into the college football playoffs. Can you beat the top teams in college football and the top teams in the SEC? Looking at the weak spot. DT, you know where the weak spot is? It's defensively is on the, run. the edges. Yeah. The edges an edge, yeah. of the defense where you've got to be able to contain where you've got to be able to get pressure on the quarterback and sack the quarterback. And right now, it's not looking real strong. You got Michael Williams, who I went on and on about during the lead into the season. This is going to be the next breakout star for the Bulldogs on defense. Hey, it hadn't happened. Right now, Michael's got two sacks and five tackles. My goodness, five tackles? I mean, it's not like he's uh, even out there playing. You got Chaz Chambliss on the other side coming off the edge, 11 tackles. What is that, two a game? Marvin Jones Jr., who's been a complete disappointment this season, came in as a five-star rated recruit. He was going to do all this damage. He's got three tackles on the season. And evaluating what Georgia has on the edge on defense, and Auburn exposed it. Hugh Freeze and Auburn exposed the edges of that Georgia defense. Right now, with what I see, unless they elevate their performance level, this isn't good enough to get through Tennessee and Ole Miss and Alabama and then college football playoff time, Michigan, Ohio State or Penn State or Florida State. Whoever it is is going to make the playoffs. Three-peat's not going to be possible unless the edges of this defense step up and somebody delivers. So that's what I'll be looking for against Vanderbilt. What are you going to be looking for? See if they can win 55 to nothing again this year? I'll continue that streak, keeping them out of the end zone. That's what I'm looking for. It's been a while since they scored a touchdown against the Georgia yes. Bulldogs. Well, the last two seasons, they've been outscored 117 to nothing. Not a great weekend in college football. Game day is going to be in Seattle for the Washington-Oregon game. Got the big noon kickoff show on Fox. They're going to be in South Bend for the Notre Dame-USC game. But uh, here in the Deep South, not a lot of great games out there. All right, coming back on the other side, I've got my picks of the week. We'll mix in a little Falcons nugget also. You got the Blue Show here on the fans, 680 and 93.7. 
spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Show, 10 o'clock hour on the fan brought to you by Dupree Plumbing. Go with the plumber I trust. Score $50 off your next plumbing service. And get that green card. As I understand it, uh, 680thefan.com, you golfers out there, we've only got a handful of these things left. Less than 20, DT. Can you grab me a couple? 680thefan.com to get your hands on that one. High school football tonight. We're all over it here at the Fan. Got Carver High traveling to Sandy Creek High for tonight's Friday night football game of the week. And then if you're out and about checking out high school football or around town, after the ball game, you can check out our Georgia High School scoreboard show, get scores and updates from the round, uh, from around the state of Georgia, which uh, we, we do every single Friday night. We've got two boys playing. we got South Forsyth. Taking on Denmark tonight. Region games get underway. So we're hoping to put one in the win column tonight. All about the region games in high school football. Friday night football game of the week. Georgia High School scoreboard show presented by Johnny's New York Style Pizza, WNB Factory, Piedmont Urgent Care, and our friends at Fox 5 Atlanta. Let's get to the picks of the week. Right now, uh, for the season, against the spread, I'm 6-9. and nine, Picking three games a week. Two out of college, one out of the NFL. I need a 3-0 and a week to get this thing back to 500, DT. So I'm going to start with the college football scene. I'm going to take Oregon plus the three as they travel to Seattle to take on the Washington Huskies. This uh, game matches up the two top offenses in college football. Huskies won last season 37-34, and you expect to get a, a style of game much like the one they played a year ago. Two great quarterbacks, two awesome offenses, but give Oregon the edge. Uh, the Ducks run the ball, lead the nation with seven yards a carry running the football. Bo Nix playing at a high level at quarterback, and Oregon has the better defense when you compare to what Washington has. I'm saying Oregon. Doesn't need the three points. I'll take them. I got the Ducks plus three in that matchup with Washington. Pay that man his money. All right, here in the Deep South, I had plans of breaking down this game today, but, you know, the 42 minutes of content I'm provided here on the fan didn't allow me to jump in to the Tennessee-Texas A&M game. But I will pick it. Uh, Josh Heupel, with two weeks preparation at Tennessee, his volunteers are 7-1. and one. Check out the big brain on Brad. Volunteers have won 12 home games in a row. 
Texas A&M have lost seven road, true road games in a row. When they're going into somebody's backyard, they've lost seven in a row. Their secondary got torched last week by Alabama and Jalen Milrow. Absolutely torched. You're going to see Tennessee spread them out, schematically uh, run the football effectively, and then Milton will hit some shots in the passing game. Got the Vols winning this one, 31-21. I'll give up the three and feel good about it. And boom goes the dynamite. In the NFL, how about them Cowboys? I'll give up the two. They stay on the West Coast, taking on the L.A. Chargers. Cowboys looking to bounce back from that embarrassing defeat to the 49ers last weekend. And I think that will spur them on when you get uh, slapped around a little little bit. If you got any pride, you're looking to bounce back the next week. So I'm going to ride the Cowboys. I'll give up the two. Thank you, Buck. So I got Oregon plus three, Tennessee Volunteers minus three, and the Cowboys minus two. I think you nailed it. <laughs> Let's hope so. Let's hope so. You know, the game I wanted to talk about and break down a little bit was the Auburn-LSU game in Baton Rouge. Saw where Takeo Spikes on SEC Network I was watching. He picked the, the Auburn upset, baby. Talk about a homer. Picking Auburn to upset him. Auburn. Hey, Jalen Daniels, uh, Jaden Daniels playing great LSU. quarterback there at LSU, man. I Nobody stopped him yet. I'm thinking LSU's going to put up some points. They're an 11-point favorite in the game, LSU playing at home under the lights in Baton Rouge, where Auburn has a tendency to struggle. Auburn with three banged-up starters on defense. Taking on Jaden Daniels in this LSU offense, that is a that's, that's bad news for you Auburn fans. Trying to give us a bonus pick here, Buck? I'm not going to pick it. I'm just, you know, I would planned on talking about it. Just trying to squeeze in 30 seconds here. Hugh Freeze, I was really impressed with Hugh and the, the plan he had against Georgia as Auburn gave Georgia their best shot. That was at home, though. This one's on the road. And I don't think Auburn's able to attack the weakness of that LSU defense. Uh, their pass defense stinks, LSU. And that's the worst thing Auburn does is throw the football. They will be unable to take advantage of that. I mean, this pass de defense for LSU, they can't stop a nosebleed. But uh, 11 points, that seems to be a lot, man. I don't know. I'm glad I'm not a gambler. We just pick teams uh, here on the show. All right, let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. All right, Falcons and Commanders uh, here in the ATL. Falcons two-and-a-half-point favorites. Coming off a victory, Commanders have lost three games in a row. Matt Ryan's going to have the call. Did you hear him on the locker room show? Great having Matt on the station. Yeah. Sam Howell's one tough cookie, man. He's the quarterback for that Washington team. He's been sacked 29 times. Our defense, 30th in the NFL in sacks, 30th. So maybe that's going to turn around on Sunday. Let's turn up the heat, Coach Nielsen. This Falcons offense need to get that run game going. 
Don't want Ritter standing back there in the pocket against this commander's defensive front. They can cause some problems. Falcons 3-0 at home. Washington's lost three in a row. Falcons should win this game. They should put it in the win column. Rise up! We'll talk about it on Monday. Appreciate you hanging out this week. Monday through Friday, 10 to 11 here on The Fan. It's the Buck Blue Show. Stick around for Nick and Chris. They're coming up next. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart. There needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 